look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back here with Dave and Faisal on 770CHQR and More Than Money. Faisal, last week we started a, um, a series that we're going to do on a topic uh, that unfortunately we have to cover, um, which is divorce. Correct. And we know that the fastest segment of the population that is experiencing or going through divorce is 55 plus, what they call gray divorce. All kinds of reasons for that. Now, not suggesting that it's any easier or harder uh, at one stage versus another, but there's both emotional and financial implications. And as a certified divorce financial analyst yourself, um, you sort of handle that part of our practice and helping, you know, on a, on a post-divorce care <clears throat> basis. And you see the the implications both financially and emotionally for yeah, people. It, it's crazy what, what people go through when it comes to transitioning to retirement and going through a divorce. And so, uh, you know, we handle the financial side of things. Um, there's a legal component to it. And then there's an emotional piece to it. And I think, you know, um, we need to discuss this because this is where a lot of the decisions are being made, yeah. either emotionally yeah. or their lack of emotion or whatever it may be. Um, that part of the process needs to be addressed. And so I'm glad that we have our, our expert on the show today. Sure. And we're going to welcome Karen Goslin to the show. She's a clinical therapist for individuals, couples, and families. Karen, thanks for joining us. Well, I'm glad to be here, Dave. Thanks. Not sure that we can do justice to the emotional impact of uh, of moving through a divorce uh, and getting to the other side of it in the time that we have available, but I sure would like to start the conversation um, with a, an awareness from your experience about the kinds of emotions that are normal. I, you know, I've been through a divorce myself. Uh, I think that it was very valuable for me to be able to talk to other people that had been through it or going through it at the same time, just to realize that the emotions I was experiencing, I wasn't alone, right? So there's got to be a common set that you're going to expect to see. And what would you counsel for people that are perhaps thinking about this in the middle of it or just on the other side of it? What, what are they going to experience? Yeah, you can see a wide range of emotions that really can often depend on uh, our personality type, uh, whether we've had any previous losses in our life. But you do see some common profiles with this, um, you know, at, at the beginning. And, and there can be a, even different reasons why the divorce is happening. And that can in and of itself create a different experience for individuals going through this. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes you'll when when divorce, the diverse, divorce process is starting, you'll see an exhaustion oftentimes when people have already been trying, so sometimes for many years, trying to make the marriage work. Uh, so there is, even uh, before even any of the divorce process starts taking place, you're going to start from a baseline of exhaustion, usually because you've been trying to make things work. But you'll see a wide range of negative emotions. I always you know, say it's kind of like going into the storm, you know, there'll be anger. Sometimes there's shock if you're not the one that's uh, initiating a divorce, a high level of despair or depression, even devastation, uh, a lot of anxiety and fear. There's a lot of uncertainty yep. about what my life is going to look like, especially if there's children involved. Uh, you know, it can make it even more complicated. Um, and there's often an experience of betrayal. Uh, in the sense of, of whatever has been, you know, the dreams, right? The dreams of your life, the dreams of what you thought was going to happen. Uh, and obviously, if there's any affair or extramarital uh, relationship, then that just complicates it as well. But there's a disorientation and definitely a heightening of the experience if there's ever been any kind of significant previous losses. That's how we typically see people going into the divorce process. Um, and then once it starts taking place, 
sometimes we'll see even, uh, you know, that adrenaline push at the beginning. There's a lot of independent decisions that have to be made that are separate from what decisions you would have made as a couple. So it's kind of the beginning of the uncoupling process. So you're almost uh, start to go on autopilot because there's a lot of legal financial decisions to be made. Some people can feel empowered through that process, but reality starts setting in uh, and you start bargaining. And then once the divorce process kind of takes hold and you're kind of through the legal and financial decision making, what we often see with people at that point is a re-grieving of the loss. Um, You know, it's kind of like when somebody has passed away, the, the funeral's over, the relatives have gone home. And what we often see people doing at that point is they regrieve the original loss. Um, and that's a normal process. Um, that's actually quite healthy. Uh, and at that point, people are working through what the real hidden message of their divorce might be. Uh, as I say, whenever there's a loss or a crisis of any kind, there's usually a hidden message for people to take away, a lesson for them to learn in terms of how they showed up in that relationship. Um, but there's a re-grieving at a deeper level. Uh, they revisit old losses. Uh, and they try to figure out what the takeaway is. And so there can be some excitement or some empowerment in that process as they start to get a taste of what their new life will look like, what the new normal is after the divorce. So really quickly, we have about two minutes left. Give us some, some tips for dealing with this emotional stress. Well, I think what people really need to pay attention to is their daily routines. They want to check in to make sure that they're eating well, having good sleep, uh, having a balance so they have a life outside this divorce process uh, so that they're uh, tapping into their natural supports uh, and forcing themselves out for activities that are outside of the divorce, that they're all, they've got a good exercise program, finding a good community support group where they can be less alone and talk to other people who are going through the same experience. Uh, doing a form of meditation or breathing where they can really, you know, get outside the stress and kind of connect with their body. You know, new school meditation is really just about you can, you know, bring attention to your breath anywhere, anytime. And the key thing is also to ground our thinking. Uh, When we're stressed, whether we're depressed or anxious or angry, uh, we can get into a whole set of negative types of thinking. And uh, that can really exaggerate our symptoms. So it's always good to kind of catch your breath, uh, reorient your thinking towards what's the true facts of a situation, just very specific type thinking, and get connected with what's truly most important in your life. And that can really help direct our behavior in a, in a very assertive way that's going to empower us. I'm going to just finish off that comment. I mean, uh, first of all, Karen, if somebody was interested in getting some of this support um, uh, through you, how do they contact you? Sure. I have a website, KarenRSW.com. So even though I'm based in Toronto, I have a telephone and video counseling that I offer. Mm-hmm. And it is good that if, if people notice that their symptoms are getting into a more serious range where there's profound hopelessness, uh, relying on drugs and alcohol, uh, feeling very uh, hopeless, uh, you know, gaining a lot of weight, not being extremely tired, uh, stuck in rage, then it really is good to reach out to a professional. So that website, KarenRSW.com, it has all of my information about the approach that I take with counseling uh, has my phone number and also my email address. There's also good separation groups in your community uh, that also would be good to tap into. And I'll just remind everybody, this is a process. It's, uh, you know, it takes time and there's a series of steps. Um, Karen, thanks for joining us. Okay, you're most welcome. Thank you for having me.
been joined by Karen Gosland, clinical therapist for individuals, couples, and families. Clearly, it's a big issue, uh, Faisal. It's not one that can be solved overnight, and often professional help at all levels, emotional, legal, financial, are necessary to, to make sure you get through that with the best possible outcome. Absolutely. And so this is part of the processes as you transition to retirement. And if you're going through a a, a, a loss like this or a change like this, um, you need to have the proper approach and, and strategy. So we're going to talk about how do you ch- transition to retirement regardless of your situation on Tuesday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. You need to reserve your seats. Give us a call 966-8400 or go to our website at morethemoneyradio.com. Check out morethemoneyradio.com for any of our past segments or have them delivered directly to you by searching for More Than Money CHQR on iTunes or your favorite podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money on 770 CHQR. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.